Below Average with Moon and Tiffany Norton, episode four. We're flying through these things. I -hmm. had no idea. And it's fun. I mean, a lot of podcasts are just blah. There's nothing to them. They have no, uh, you know, what is it? Sticky content. We've got sticky all over. We need some stuff to wipe it all off. (laughs) Right? Sticky icky. That's what it is. Sticky icky. (laughs) Ouch. This is my favorite. This is my favorite intro so far. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. People, when they're downtown, are jumping on these little bikes or scooters that you can rent. Mm Mm-hmm. And off they go. And the city of Minneapolis did a deal with three different ones. These scooters are laying everywhere. They didn't have that when I was a child. We had to walk using our legs and stuff. Okay. All right. You had bicycles and you had cars. So get out of my yard. You had trains and you had semis (laughs) and you had planes. You had all the same things. You just didn't have motorized scooters. It's just like, okay, we're going to buy like a thousand scooters and just scatter them all over everywhere. Well, they had a big problem with them, I guess. When when this first rolled out, it was mostly California and they were having problems in San Francisco because they would just go and just drop them off in these neighborhoods. Well, they were dropping them off near rich people's houses and the rich people did not appreciate it. And so what they were having were these homeowners were getting pissed off and taking and we do not... We do not condone this. This is against the law, but this is what some homeowners were doing. They were taking the scooters and they were chucking them into bodies of water nearby. I mean, it is bizarre. I'm in downtown St. Paul and the kids like to do it on the, uh, the, um, the parking ramps on the weekends. Cause you can go up and down in the circular ramps and you can get around the little gates. I should probably be telling kids to do this. I remember we didn't have helmets when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, but then kids, this is what happens. When you don't wear helmets, this is yep. the example. <laughs> traumatic brain injury. You end up like me. Have you ever known anybody that's had traumatic brain injury? I have. I, I definitely have. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend who was shot in the head and lived. He was a truck driver here in town and um, he was dropping off. Uh, you may remember the story, maybe not, but he was working. He was dropping off a grocery load. And I think it was Jerry's Foods in Dinah or Eden Prairie or one of those places. And he got there early before the store opened. He couldn't drop his load off yet. So he was sitting in the cab of his truck and he was taking a snoozer. And all of a sudden this guy just whips open the door and tries to steal his vehicle. They got into a fight and the guy either, I don't know if Dan had the gun and the guy got it away from him or the guy had the gun, but I think the guy had the gun and shot him in the head, left him for dead, stole the vehicle and then one of the one of the people coming into the store saw him laying on the ground and yeah like his little miniature yorkie was right next to him and in the cab and was just li- sitting there licking him the whole time trying to keep him alive he's recovered physically but his the the mental stuff is is very real i uh used to try to ride my motorcycle as soon as it was 50 degrees outside Mm-hmm. And in Minnesota, we used to have 50 degree days in March, 2023. No, not one, but most years we'll get at least one 50 degree day. And I would always have my bike started up, ready to go pointed outwards uh, from the garage. Uh, even though there's a lot of gravel on the roads, it can be kind of slippery and people aren't used to seeing motorcycles at that time of the year. 
I loved riding so much that that's what I would do. And so on my birthday, it was 50. I thought, this is awesome. I got on my bike. I drove to work. A friend of mine also got on his bike and went to work. And we uh, worked in different parts of the building. When I went to leave, uh, I saw him go get on his bike. And it, he had a brand new helmet. It was a different color. I'd ridden all over the United States with this guy. And uh, I thought, maybe I can catch him. So then I went out to my bike, got on it, and tried to fly up I-94 and catch up to him because I knew where he was going. It was home. And I thought I could just ride with him home, then I drive home. Well, I couldn't catch him. Traffic was too bad. And I found out later why it was so slow. Uh, ahead of me about a mile, my buddy had been hit mm. uh, on his bike by a king-size mattress Jesus. that a woman had tied on the top of a Suburban with oxygen tubing. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was in the hospital forever. And, you know, it altered his life. It's a damn good thing he had disability insurance. Otherwise, there would have been big trouble. Big trouble. You're absolutely right. You know, it's interesting. I was just listening to, there's a book out by this woman. And I was just listening to, they were talking about this interview. And this woman accidentally killed someone. She's driving down the street. She wasn't speeding. She wasn't doing anything wrong. Wrong place, wrong time. A kid ran out into the street. She stopped. It wasn't quick enough, fast enough. The kid was blocked. Like there was like popped out between bushes, basically. She was like just devastated and thinks about this boy, Brian, every single day. Well, she started a group and started talking about it and started a blog, basically for people that have accidentally killed someone or severely injured someone and how do you process that and i was like wow that's fascinating because i had sent you that a while ago and we never talked about it but laura bush the former first lady accidentally killed a boy when she was in high school it was not her fault it was a complete accident and you know no wrongdoing on her on her part but how i mean just to have that all the time for the rest of your life. You'll never go to sleep and close your eyes and not have that be part of your dreams. Probably just wow. And so I'm just thinking of the, I'm thinking of course of your friend and I know who you're speaking of, but also I'm thinking of the lady with the mattress. I don't know. I mean, what if she's just like, I, she just was dumb and, and in a hurry and she didn't mean it, you know, she, but how do you live with that? It's reckless, but we all yeah. make mistakes too, though, you know, and we get lucky. How many times have you con gotten home and into the driver and you're like, "Woo, that was a lucky one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gone a different way. Do you want to do two questions with Elon early? Sure, we can do it. I want to know from Elon, mm -hmm. what was his last delivery from Amazon? But do you think he supports Bezos or do you think they have like beef? Like, you know, he doesn't want Bezos to get his money. Like he makes an intern go get stuff. I wonder which one of those two paid more tax or any. Right. Tax. That's dumb. Then, well, that's the thing that's so stupid about the way things are set up now in this country. And I understand why they set them up the way they did, but they don't work anymore. But I mean, it's just freaking ridiculous. It's not like we don't have enough money in this country to go around. It's just that no one's paying freaking taxes. The people that make the most aren't paying. Anyway, Everybody should be taxed 1%. I am for a flat percentage tax. I am absolutely for it.
100 because I'm already basically paying it. I'm single. I rent. I smoke. I have no deductions. I pay taxes on cigarettes and all that stuff. You know, I'm a salesperson. I'm a comedian. I drive. I have to pay sales tax on all that stuff. Like I get taxed to death. People make millions and nothing. Second question for Elon. Mm -hmm. What was the last medication you took? Like yeah. the, like today, like the last one or. Yep. What was the last one you took? Probiotic. And then I take my antidepressant. The last major drug I took, Ocrelizumab. Ooh. You see uh, these commercials all the time for Ocrebus, mm -hmm. where the television commercial says, I'm not going to let MS define me. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here in my wheelchair and says, me neither, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and you, did you get sassy like that? I'm not uh, letting it define me either. And I'm sitting here after taking that drug mm -hmm. just yesterday. Yeah. $96,000 for one dose. I what? get two doses a year, 96 K per dose. $96,000. Okay. Yep. For one pill. For It's an infusion. I have to go and sit there for a few hours. Oh, I understand. I was going to yep. say for one pill, like what's the black market on that? Like, let's start, let's start saving them pills. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you, I'll get you two for a hundred grand. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you think about the cost of medicine. It takes so much money to develop the drugs. They want to get all their research costs back. And I understand that, but come on, man. You know, they just don't offer the generics and privatized medicine is a joke, but whatever. I don't even want to start about medical talk because we always end up on medical talk anyway. And I don't want to. You got your questions ready for Elon? Yeah, I almost, I almost jumped the shark because I was excited about another story. Yes, Elon. Good question. I'm going to ask him a medical question. Have you had your colonoscopy? Because it is, you know, you, it's important to get that checked. What's your vision? What are we sitting on? You 2020? You know, do we have a, do we have a stigmatism? Where are we, where are we sitting on the old, uh, the old peepers? I want to talk about death for a minute. We talk about death. A death lot and taxes could have been another name for the show. Uh -huh. <laughs> so the other night, my wife, comes up and she said do you know the show shark tank i said indeed i do mm -hmm. she goes what do you think of it i go i like it it's fun i don't watch it that often but i can i, I can tape it if you want um, a lot of times we had other, other shows we're watching at that time and so she goes well there's something about ashes that i saw a promo for let's flip it on guy walks out he had posted on a uh, an easel uh, a big photo of a gray-haired man with a big smile and just looked like a, you know, a grandpa. Okay. And, and he said, that right there is Carl. Carl was my grandfather. He was everything to me. He helped raise me and we went fishing and I loved him so much, but he passed away a couple of years ago. And I spent two years trying to figure out a better way after someone dies and they are cremated to be then, you know, handed while you're grieving a bag of ashes, a plastic, ugly bag of ashes. And he had found a way to now use pressure in order to make decorative rocks mm. out of someone's ashes. Okay. And because of the different chemical makeup of every person, None of these stones are similar. They're like a fingerprint. 
Oh, right? I like that. So they're unique to the yeah. individual based on whatever properties. Right. And your, your you... body has. What color? What color am I going to come out like bright pink because of all the <laughs> pretty light cigarettes I've had or. Sure. Well, and I don't know if you can ask to do like some uh, artificial dye. I don't know. I, oh, you could get your, oh, my God. Nebraska colors for you, dude. Yeah. You could get Nebraska. You could be Nebraska rock. Go big red. Oh, you would like that. So a fat person that's massive mm -hmm. can rock. provide up to 80 stones. Okay. If you're very petite, they're guessing more like 40 stones. I am now going to have this done. Look up parting stones online. It's kind of cute. It's almost like decorative rock for your yeah, backyard. Yeah, it's, it's more stylish than I kind of imagined. But you know... I see that now, like the ones I'm looking at, it looks like kind of a, um, like a wooden bowl on the bottom with like a clear glass dome on the top. And it looks like white kind of polished eggs that look oblong and a little bit flat, like you would see on a riverbed. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's actually um, very pretty. You could just give everybody a rock and then everybody can get a piece of the rock. That's right. Why not? <laughs> like prudential. I am having people take my ashes to different places. I know. God, do not start with that again, please. I won't. But I will say that now, instead of ashes, they can just take one of my stones and they can place it somewhere special so that it won't wash away into a ravine or, you know, they can put it up somewhere cool on a building. You know, yeah. whatever you want to do. I think it's an awesome idea. So that's the death update. Okay. So basically there was this large lake in Marion County, Texas, and there's this guy who was fishing and he looks on shore and what appeared to be a black Jeep that was almost completely submerged into this lake. Like you could just kind of see the top. There was a woman in there. Oh yeah. I mean, she could have gotten out of the Jeep and was choosing not to. It was far from shore, about 40 feet from shore, but 40 feet, right? And you could see the top of it. So chances are you could probably negotiate that. But the fisherman who called the authorities, he stuck around using his boat to help the tow truck worker get out to the Jeep and hook up a tow cable. It was then, it's not until these guys get out there with a fishing boat that they see the woman inside the Jeep. And so now they're like, oh, my God, we've got to rescue this lady. So they help her get out of the vehicle. They pull her into the fishing boat. Like the fishing boat's almost going to sink. Like it's so heavy. There's so many people in it. So they call an ambulance for the woman and they put her in a truck to keep her warm. Well, we found out why she was a, kind of a little reluctant to leave her Jeep. Um, it was determined that the woman was listed as a missing person's. Not like from a cult or anything, but from the Longview, Texas Police Department. <laughs> yeah, she is a she was running from the law, a presumably lost control of the vehicle, and just said, "Well, I'll sit here." <laughs> Great place to hide. Well, yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, really surprised the fisherman and the tow guy when there was just a face in the window, like, "Hi." Oh my God. Yeah, and so she's been rearrested. Have you uh, started watching beef yet? Oh, I love beef. <laughs> oh, I love beef. <laughs> oh, I love beef. <laughs> For me, I'm enjoying Superstore still. Okay. Uh, beef is next on the list. Um, still watching Corner Gas. 
still watch an American Idol, which this year has been, I cry for two solid hours. But the talent this year, I mean, when you when you think about the actual talent level of Carrie Underwood or Kelly Clarkson, two of the biggest female voices in American history, that's the kind of talent that they've got all day long this season. And you're thinking, wow, where did they even find these freaks? They're that good. You know, the backstories are part of the reason that you're drawn to support a, you know, a certain singer or whatever, but their vocal quality, they've got kids that are 16 this year, 15, and they sound like Whitney Houston. I mean, that kind of power in their the range is ungodly. I, I cannot wait uh, for Ted Lasso to be completely over so that I can, you know, get started on beef. I, and then, you know, I watch a lot of golf. I bet on it. It's fun to bet on, right? <laughs> I think you, I want sports gambling to be legal in this state. Okay, well, let's legalize the marijuana first. They'll get around to it. Well, and that's going to happen too. Uh, mm. We're just waiting for that. Yeah. Although, did you hear this? That one of the things that they're kind of um, might be a hiccup is the hemp farmers. They haven't. Yeah. There's there's some things in the bill that don't really iron out stuff for them. So, but man, but they're but the hemp people are saying like we're not saying don't pass it. We're just saying we we would like these other things looked at, but we're not saying don't pass it for sure. Pass it. Oh, and you know that's going to be such a money generator. Oh my God. 300 million is what they're guessing. And there's going to be a lot of taxation and stuff. So, yeah. I want the money to go somewhere tangible, though. Like every time you do a mortgage in the state of Minnesota, there's a fee called the conservation fee. It's five bucks for ducks. That's basically what we call it, right? Everybody gets that. And then you got the proceeds from the lottery and all that stuff. But I don't know. Like, I feel like the lottery and some of this gambling and all this money, like I feel like there needs to be accountability to the public on what it actually is going to fund because I don't feel like I see where the money ends up. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure it's probably being allocated. Okay. But like, how do we know? I don't know. I don't know how much you're spending on freaking wetlands and I don't know, and mosquito population tests and, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just want to make sure with all this money that's coming in, they're not still like, well, yeah, but oh, I guess the taxes got to stay the same. Well, my taxes went up again. I know. Oh, goddamn it. We're talking about normal. taxes again. We got to stop talking about taxes. Okay. <laughs> we sound like we sound like tea partyists and we're not. Oh, I love beef. <laughs> if you haven't listened to this uh, podcast before, you can find it anywhere podcasts are found. That's how you found it probably Apple or Spotify. For me, I post a link up on my social media that people can click on. And, uh, you know, we talk about all kinds of crap. We talk about today, death and taxes. Again, we talked about weed again. Yeah. We talked about what we were watching again. We did the Elon Musk thing again. Your so funeral I mean, plans, cremation <laughs> again. We're really beating a dead horse as far as, as you know, topics. If I it. go back like 50 episodes and just click on our former podcast, my yeah. guess is we'd be talking about 
death of taxes <laughs> yeah if we put our podcast into some ai and they just generated a word cloud or a podcast based on our other examples of podcasts that's exactly what it would be it would be yellowstone yeah. it would be you complaining it would be streaming services um yeah. it would be me complaining i got pranked really hard the other oh no day. really did you <laughs> yeah, these guys came over gotcha. uh, to my house. Yeah. And when we would ride motorcycles together, there was a small little town in Wisconsin. Don't remember the name of it, but it was just a drive in where they would bring the food out to your car. And, you know, they'd have burgers and milkshakes and just regular drive in food, onion rings, whatever. Nice. Well, they said, Do you remember this place? Mm -hmm. And I go, Yeah. And, and they said, It's been there for like 75 years. Well, the owner is in uh, ill health and they're going to sell it. And what do you think about being an investor? Mm. And I said, well, you know, I'd like to see the books. And they're like, well, I don't know if we can get the books. He goes, I've got this stuff from the real estate person in my motorcycle because he rode yesterday. And uh, my buddy Chopper Ron says, well, put me down for 75 grand. And I go, we, I don't, I would have to look it up online. They said, come on, man. They go, you should put in a hundred. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And we went on and on and they kept working it. Yeah. And turns out the place isn't even for sale. Yep. They just wanted to find out how much I'd give them. I love this. And oh, yeah. now we know, now we know what the budget is for, for the, the, Shay Moon. You would open up an, your, your own restaurant just so that you could have free meals. That's what they were saying. They were going to call it, yeah. you know, the moon palace or something. There you go. Moon palace. I love it. Mm. That'll be amazing. I ate at a Chinese food place called the moon palace. Sure. It was so good. Oh, we have the best uh, Chinese in the Metro called talk. Shing. Don't miss out. Talk. Shing Lake bill free commercial. Is there anybody you want to do a free commercial for? Oh, who can I do a free commercial? Yeah, do for? a free commercial. Yes, I want to give a shout out to Black Rooster Bistro. And that is in downtown Hudson. It is one of the former chefs from the St. Paul Grill and the St. Paul Hotel that started this restaurant. It's got a really cool kind of a speakeasy vibe downstairs, but they have unusual things on their um, menu, like steak tartare and some fun stuff. But um, cute side note, uh, my boyfriend, his daughter and her boyfriend both work there as um, and uh, Croy, the boyfriend is as uh, has actually invented some of the stuff that's on the menu. So, you know, we got to support Black Rooster in Hudson. We're going to try to have this party of my uh, family for my birthday and we're going to get Chianti Grill if you're not from this town. They've been around a long time. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to do that. That should be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we're plugging restaurants, I'd like to plug Giuseppe's. Sure. Which is an Italian place in Rosemount. It's really, really good. Mm -hmm. There's another one in uh, Lakeville or Apple Valley, but I like the one in Rosemount the best. Um, other places near me that are really good to eat. Uh, steakhouses, porterhouse is good. Um <laughs> I have, you know, I do have prep, but if you want to just keep listing <laughs> <laughs> restaurants, if you just want to keep listing restaurants and steakhouses <laughs> to people, we can do that too. <laughs>
<laughs> is this you know? the sticky content you're talking about? Like really live and local, <laughs> like really specific. Like, see, I'd go to this steakhouse if you're going to take a right off of uh, Highway 65. <laughs> but if you need to go left, I'd go over here. So have you ever had this happen where you accidentally like barged into the wrong room? Uh, I have a story. Yes. Okay. So this recently happened to some federal officers and it was super embarrassing. Okay. Um, apparently in Boston, they had a group of federal agents and military personnel conducting a training exercise at this hotel. And what you're supposed to be doing is interrogating an unsuspecting civilian after they've entered this hotel, right? So this is basically they're they're teaching these guys interrogation tactics and the the little um pretend scenario that they're running is that they're gonna go into this hotel room. And this, the civilian they're going to find is actually going to be some kind of military uh, uh, asset. And um, they're going to be unwilling and they're going to have to coax them into talking, quote unquote, right? This is what they said after the exercise didn't go as planned. First and foremost, we would like to extend our deepest apologies to the individual who is affected by the training exercise. This is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Mike Burns, who is the spokesperson for the U.S. Army Special Operations Command. Basically, the training was to enhance soldiers' skills to operate in realistic and unfamiliar environments. The training team, unfortunately, entered the wrong room and detained an individual unaffiliated with the exercise. This guy is a pilot for Delta. Ooh, not good. <laughs> oh, that's how They're like, that we know. Out. We know all about you, man. And he's like, no, man, no. The guy was asleep asleep when he heard people banging on his room he walks in agents swarm in they handcuff him they put him in a shower and they interrogate him for more than 45 minutes before they realized it was a mistake uncuffed him and apologized okay so let me tell you about the room i barged into that wasn't the right one mm -hmm. my first son uh was going to be born while I was at work at the radio station, my wife's water broke and the doctor, after she went to the hospital or whatever, they said, it's going to be a really long time. Well, I was doing a morning show at a radio station and I said, uh, could I go to work first or what can we do? I mean, do you, how do you want to play this? Cause I was very nervous, right? I was 19 years old and I was going to be a dad. Okay. And I was mm. freaking the F out. Sure. And uh, anyway, the guy said, I think it'd be good for you to go to work, kind of keep your mind off it. Uh, how long do you have to work? I said, from 530 to nine. And they said, yeah, no problem. At 706 a.m., I get a phone call from the hospital and they're like, you need to come right now. Ooh. I'm like, oh, my God. So I called a friend. He actually drove to the radio station, walked inside still with no pants on he's in his underwear and his socks <laughs> that's a good right? friend yeah he takes over the microphone i drive to the hospital and in the small town in nebraska there's only two rooms there's a surgical room and a birthing room well i walked into the surgical room while they had a guy's guts completely oh. flopped wide open oh. and i'm oh. smoking a cigarette oh. right <laughs> 
<laughs> why were you going to bring it? Why were you going to smoke a cigarette in the delivery room? <laughs> well, because I was an idiot. Oh my God. And back then, everybody smoked everywhere. Yeah, right? you just walk into surgery with the oxygen tanks going. <laughs> now, now, she doesn't look like my wife, you know. I, I thought you guys said that she wasn't going to have to have a C-section. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hairier than when I saw her this morning. Those were the days. It sounds oh like God. at 19, though. How scary, though. Like, oh, my God. You must have been shitting bricks. 19. Oh, yeah. That's that's young. That is young. You know, God, it's that... really weird. My grandkids and my children are the exact same age. Yeah, it's really a mess. <laughs> but you know why? Do you know why, why? that is? Mm-mm. And this, this plays in perfectly to another story I wanted to share with you. You know why you have so many children and you had your first child and started your family so young? Is because you're attractive. One of the things COVID has given us um, is the ability to judge whether internally we think we're attractive. Well, and I think, you know, self-esteem is made from that. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And there's a new study to kind of support it. They found that people who think internally that they're attractive are less likely to wear masks in public. Researchers asked a thousand participants to self-evaluate how attractive they deemed themselves and how likely they were to wear a mask in certain situations, such as a job interview, walking the dog, and they wanted to see what would impact their willingness to wear one. The more attractive a person perceives themselves, not how the person is perceived, right? But the more attractive a person perceives themselves, the less likely they are to wear a mask because they thought the mask made them less attractive. Inversely, the less attractive someone found themselves, the more likely they were to wear the mask, according to this uh, psychology journal. There have been many times when I have not known a person without their mask because I see them quite frequently and they've always got a mask on. And you don't really think about it until the mask comes off. And then it's like, wow, you don't look anything like I thought you did. There's that, not that much of your face covered. Right. But this is a huge either upgrade or downgrade. Mask wearing can shift from being a self-protection measure against COVID-19 pandemic to a self presentation tactic in a post-pandemic era. So if you are basically somebody who doesn't necessarily want a small talk or chit chat or, you know, like whatever, go into a party with a mask. I just checked, by the way. Uh Uh-huh. We have 26 listeners. Oh, what? That's a huge increase. Like we doubled our numbers from like last week, dude. So now next week, we're going to shoot for 30. You should share it, like it, Mm -hmm. uh, tell people about it. It's just a couple of whack jobs in Minnesota that really have nothing to (laughs) do with this. I mean, we're just bored. We're doing it. This is the end of this week's Below Average with Moon and Tiffany Norton podcast. We hope you enjoy. Share it with your friends. We will be back in one week. Au revoir. Au revoir.